Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the RF Sports Radio Show, live by video stream by the magic of Ustream. I want to welcome everyone to our program and also apologize to everyone for yeah, what yeah. happened last time. Yeah, All right, yeah. it's just say, it say it's my fault. I'll take the blame for that one. So without further ado, we'll get started with our show. Those that are not familiar with us, we are a radio show. We're trying to do something different with the live video stream, thanks to Ustream. You guys can watch this live on our website on rfsportsradio.com. Uh, so without further ado, my name is Rodney Fisher. And I'm Royce Fisher. And we're going to talk about some sports, of course, for you guys. This is sports talk from a fan's perspective. And since we usually watch sports from in this room, from this perspective, we right. thought this is truly our fan perspective, right? Until our studio's ready, but it's going to be temporary. Absolutely. So I can deal with it. So, of course, you guys, when you get your questions in during the live show, all you got to do is go to our Twitter account, send us a tweet at RF Sports Radio. Follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash RF Sports Radio. So, let's jump into one of the biggest stories that's going on right now, this week so far in sports. It has to be the San Antonio Spurs, a team that we get to see a lot since we cover the Mavericks uh, come to town, and a coach that we respect a lot, Greg Popovich. His decision to sit down four key players in this team, Manu Ginobili, Tim Duncan, uh, also uh, Danny Green, right. and Tony Parker. Sit them out for the Miami Heat game because they had so many road games. They played four games out of five nights. Sit them back home on a southwest flight from Miami back to San Antonio, leaving the fans, leaving everyone at TNT without having – that premier matchup of the Spurs and the Heat. And David Stern coming out yesterday saying they may face sanctions. So first of all, uh, Royce, let me get your initial thoughts on what happened here. Well, Rodney, at first I was kind of mad because I tuned in to watch a great basketball game between Miami and San Antonio. No Tim Duncan, no Ginobili, no Parker. I I was kind of disappointed. I was peeved at first because... You know, they sell these tickets and packages. Uh-huh. If you, you know, bought a package to see Miami, New York, and L.A. play, and the stars didn't show up. That's right. the reason why you do buy a ticket. But a- after the game got underway, it was very competitive. I thought he put a decent team on the floor, but you didn't see the stars. You know, I, I kind of have mixed emotions about it. If I had bought a ticket anticipating seeing a matchup between Tim Duncan and LeBron James, I'd have been pretty mad mm-hmm. about that. But I, the only problem I have is, and he does, probably does sit these guys down late in the season. They are older, you know. He, but that's late in the season. We're not even at the halfway point. I have a problem with that. And I know they played a lot of games back to back. But at least the guy should have at least been in the building, mm. dressed. But the, even though they weren't gonna play, even though they weren't gonna play. At least the fans would have had a chance to see him. You could have got an autograph if you were a fan. But them not being there, that's what I have a problem with. Well, I think I think it may have been even worse to have them in the building but not play because then the fans are going to look like, okay, well, they're here, they're dressed, why they're not playing. I think that would have been a bigger issue having them there. But with that said, my opinion is I have no problem mm-hmm. whatsoever with what Greg Popovich did because he's looking after the real fans of his basketball team, the home fans. But the Spurs what, what, what fans, about the, the guys in San Antonio. What about the basketball fans, period? You know, you just, you know, this, you just don't play in your hometown. 
Just don't play in front of your hometown crap. Okay, say for instance you're a 13, 14-year-old boy. First time mm-hmm. going to NBA game. Right. You had a chance to go see Miami and San Antonio play. Mm-hmm. And it's a big disappointment. Yeah, but let's but let's be honest. So this is not the NBA of the '80s or the '70s when uh, when it was a tape delay type of thing. I mean, you can see Tim Duncan play basketball if you're a basketball fan. Right. The other thing is, Greg Popovich's job is to win championship games. It's not to you know help the NBA. You know, uh, it, you know, with a TV rights deal to sell tickets in Miami. His job is to win the NBA championship. So if he feels like resting his players. Who are older? I mean, these are veteran guys. Resting these players so they can be at full strength when they play Memphis, a team that's in their division, and they're in the division battle right now. Then I see no problem with it. I think Greg made a made a good call, and I think that if David Stern takes it one step further and does put sanctions on the Spurs, yeah. then the Spurs have a real good grounds for a lawsuit because there's no way they can do that. It's, this is Stern's. Real dilemma. I mean, he made this league into a superstar league. He wanted to have stars in all these different places and really promote the stars. Yeah, what he wanted. So now you got what you want. You got to live with the fact that, you know, coaches are going to manage their teams the best way they can. And that's why I say I have mixed emotions about it. I really, you know, the basketball sense of me saying there's no problem with mm-hmm. that. You know, I understand that. He does that on occasion. Usually at the end of the season, he let these guys... They're going to the playoffs. But with the hectic schedule that they had, back-to-back-to-back games, you know, I can understand resting the guys and sending them out. So, you know, I'm interested to see how this comes out. But, you know, I have to look at it on the other side. As a fan, mm-hmm. I would be very disappointed if I went to Miami-San Antonio game and I had the top stars wasn't playing. You know, that's the only problem I have with that. Well, he does have the right to sit these guys. That is his team. Mm-hmm. These guys are older. I mean, they play a lot of games, a lot of back-to-back nights. You know, that's kind of hard to. But they were competitive team. They lost by five points. Yeah, that's the other yeah. point I wanted to bring up too. Is that even though they didn't have six of their players, of course, uh, the four that Greg Popovich set out, and then Stephen Jackson, along with Kawhi Leonard, not being able to play already mm-hmm. injured. They still gave them a, gr- a good game. I mean, 105 yeah. to 100, right. a late three-pointer yeah. by Ray Allen gave Miami Heat the win. So the fans still got a competitive game, even though, you know, these guys weren't in there. And, and so you're saying that the stars are gone, and, and you know, it is the NBA team. I right. mean, they're still going to be playing for 12, right? Yeah, 13-man roster. You're right. You're absolutely right. So should they face sanctions? I guess that's the biggest thing. Should the well, NBA, well, should David Stern really – put any kind of sanctions on the franchise. Well, actually, he can't because, you know, you, you're in charge of your team and who you decide to play or sit out. That's the coach's choice, and you really can't. I, I think he was just kind of pissed off. But just think of the repercussions if San Antonio had won with a bunch of bench guys True. against Miami. That would have been embarrassing for Miami. Mm-hmm. Having said that, are any other coaches going to do this? Do we see the Lakers doing Well, I, I think whatever he decides to do, he's going to set the precedent for the league going right. forward. I mean, I, I don't think he should do anything. I don't think he will. But when he makes a statement, and this is a quote from David Stern, he says, this is an unacceptable decision by the San Antonio Spurs. He, he goes on to say substantial sanctions will be forthcoming. When you make a statement like that, right. you have to back it up, right? right? But I, I think his problem was, so many guys that are, you know, 
I one or two, I could see Tim Duncan, maybe Ginobili, those guys, you know, older and injuries. But to sit out four guys, I mean, the actual starting, almost the starting five, you know, I think that had a problem. There. And it was a shock to people. It was a shock to me because I tuned in to watch a great game. I ended up watching a pretty good game. Mm-hmm. But it just wasn't the same. I've got no problem with it. i got no problem with it. Spurs did a good job. I wish, you know, other teams, you know, would rest that good. Yeah, you know, had a bitch that good. Right, right. uh, Let's talk about a little bit more NBA topics. We'll wait for you guys' reaction from that. We do have a couple people chiming in on Twitter about this story, and that's Ray John Rondo being suspended two games for his altercation that he had during the Brooklyn Nets game. Also, uh, fines for Gerald Wallace and fines for Kevin Garnett as well. Uh, we knew Rondo was going to get suspended, you oh, know, yeah. and, and two yeah. games I think was a pretty decent time, I think. Yeah, and he actually didn't throw a punch. I had a chance to right. see it. He actually pushed him, but, mm-hmm. you know, kind of got out of hand. Uh, Could have been a lot worse. And, you know, they, they're trying to cut down on all these brawls and fighting, and I, I, I understand that. But uh, uh, two two games is a good suspension. Some guys got fined, you know. They don't hurt them much in the pocketbook. These guys make so much money. But two games suspension, uh, that's pretty harsh. Mm-hmm. But I, I, you have to yeah, send that. I think it was right. I think it was yeah, okay. Yeah, I think it was right. too harsh. Yeah, you know, he brought it up on himself, you know, and you have to cut down on that kind of stuff. Could have got out of hand. Could have been worse like the brawl in Detroit, mm-hmm. you know, which it didn't. And uh, I, I thought it was fair. I, I didn't think he fouled him that bad. You know, after I saw it again. I've seen worse files. Yeah. You know, it should have been a fragrant maybe one out of two, but, uh, you know, you can't fight. And the NBA, they're they really cracking down on that. Mm-hmm. And I think, well, of course, thing. I think the other big issue was the fact that the fight carried over into uh, the crowd, you right. know, the, what, right. where they had to move out to I the mean, crowd. I mean, so. the guys on the front row really mm-hmm. got the buck in. Uh, exactly. Yeah, because, man, I mean, it looked like they were on top of those guys, so. I can understand that somebody could have been seriously hurt, and you have to send a message. Well, jump real quick to a more local story. That's the Dallas Mavericks. They yeah, signed, you like this one. They signed Derek Fisher. Uh, a lot of reaction on Facebook about that. Go to our website. You can jump on our Facebook page there, rfsportsradio.com. Uh, Devin Steele, a good friend of the show, good friend of mine, was all on Facebook with me yesterday talking about this. Uh, really feeling like, you know, this was a good move. Other people are saying different things. Derek Fisher, 17th season in the NBA, didn't have a deal before the Mavericks picked him up. Played last year with the Oklahoma City Thunder, getting all the way to a Western Conference Championship and then to the finals to, to lose to the Miami Heat. I'm not a big Derek Fisher fan, but with that said, I don't have anything against Derek Fisher on a personal level. But at the same time, I do not like this move that the Mavericks are making signing Derek Fisher. Mm-hmm. The reason why is because it says a lot to me about the other guards that they currently have. I mean, you've got Roddy Boubois, who can't stay healthy, uh, played in the game, the last game that they had against Chicago, didn't do that well. Then you had Dominique Jones, who's been getting the start, but again, he's in his fourth year of his deal, doesn't have a deal with us next year. Mm-hmm. And... They can't seem to even trade this guy. I've been trying to trade him right. for two years. Right. Can't trade him. You got Jared Cunningham, the rookie, who doesn't get enough playing time to really step in and fill up his role, although he had limited minutes against right. Chicago, 
and did fairly well in this limited time. Even Coach Carlisle commented on that. And you look around it, and you got Derek Carlson, who's hurt, but who's going to come back. Right. I think that this is a true sign that both Rick Carlisle and the front office of the Dallas Mavericks are very, very unhappy with the point guard and the guard play that they currently have on the team, which is an even bigger signal that something needs to be done. But Derek Fisher is not that long-term, solid decision. I mean, he's going to come in there. He's not going to play good defense. They need a good defensive player. And, and I'm just not on board with the move all the way. Okay, let, let, let's go back and look at this team. Uh, they, they've tried everything. If you get down to Dominique Jones as your starting guard, you're in pretty bad shape. Now, I let, agree. Let's just think about it. Because the guy's been around. He's not a really proven player. And he's really not that great of a guard. That, that means you're down to desperation. And we've seen this team juggle the lineup. We've seen Riley been in. We've seen Collison play, and he's struggling. And they really don't have a two guard. You know, having had Jason Terry. Jason Kidd, the last couple of years, you need somebody to distribute the ball. They're just not getting that from these guys. This team is in disarray. I think it's a desperate move. But having said that, they needed somebody to come in to actually run that point guard position because they're not a veteran player. A veteran player. And if he can bring to the Dallas Mavericks what he brought to the Oklahoma City Thunder last year, Mm -hmm. I have no problem with that because he was essential in them going to the playoffs. And if he plays, if he has anything left in the tank, I'll take it because we're looking at a desperate team. At times this team looked great. At at times they look bad. They're inconsistent. You do need a veteran player. Maybe these guys can learn something from him. We know Collison may be there next year. But the problem is they don't have a great point guard to lead this team. We've seen it. You watch the game. You've been at the game. Mm-hmm. They struggle at that position. I mean, it's a desperate team looking for desperate measures. Now, having said that, I thought they could have addressed that in the off season. We know they went after Deron Williams, yeah. Darren Williams. And uh, that didn't work out. But there were other guys out there you could have pursued, mm-hmm. you know, to fill that role. I think Collison was a reach-out pick because your top first two choices wasn't there. Mm-hmm. But, it, you know, they could have went after a lot more guards, better guards that I've seen, younger guards that they could have kept around. But, but, but you know what, though? This begs the question of, and, and Maverick fans have this question. I hear it on the streets. I get it on Twitter. The question is, if you're going to bring in a 17-year veteran to play point guard, why didn't you really no, pursue Jason Kidd? Yeah, why did you let Jason Terry walk for $5 million a year? And that's the question that Cuban and everyone's going to have to answer. Right. Absolutely. I mean, I know, yeah, I know, I what, they say, I know what they say. They try to put the whole kid thing back on kid, right. saying that he had promised right. to come back and they didn't know what happened. But when you're pursuing a player, you, you roll out the red car, but you go see him. When you want Darren Williams as the owner of a team, you, you show up that, right. to Absolutely. the meeting. So right. they got to explain it to the to the Maverick fans and to us as well. If if you want a seventeen year veteran, why do you keep the guys you have? Yeah, and and they why they didn't pursue or try to keep Jason Terry to me, I, I don't understand it because you know he was a proven veteran. You knew what you were getting with Jason Terry. Mm-hmm. You knew what you were getting with Jason Kidd, but to go out and bring this kind of team they had. Mayo has been great. Mayo's I thought been he was great. great. Yeah. He's somebody that should be around for a while. He's like the what top five scorer 
in mm-hmm. the league right now. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I, I don't understand the philosophy. You could have kept Jason Terry. You know, it sure. one or two year deal could offer them enough money to stay. He went to Boston. Uh, Boston got a great player. I've seen him play this year, and he's Jason Kidd and Jason Terry. But you, you could have kept one of those guys. Right. I thought, you know, and now we have a team out on the floor that I don't know what we're getting, you know, because when you go eight, nine, ten players deep every night in the rotation, that means you're looking for somebody to step up and play. They're not getting that. Not getting that from anyone. Right. Uh, again, we want you guys' reaction on this story as well, too. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, at RF Sports Radio. Go to our website, rfsportsradio.com. We'll be at the Mavericks game tomorrow as they take on the Pistons. So tune into our website tomorrow night, starting at about 6 o'clock for our pregame show. We'll have that live, a live video stream from the game. We'll be coming back to you after the game for postgame wrap-up, where you get to hear from the coaches and also hear from the players as well, too. And Derek Fisher. And, yeah, and Derek Fisher, for that matter. Uh, let's talk about the NFL real quick before we wrap up our show. NFL last night, Thursday night football, I guess their best Thursday night game they've had this season, I would imagine, between the rivalry that no one really knows about. That's the Falcons and the Saints. Uh, and the Saints really wow. realized that they have no love in Atlanta because they oh, showed up at the airport, good. got egged, uh, by by airline employees, Delta <laughs> employees, so yeah. they their bus right. and they showed right. up. So right. uh, anyway, they get to the game and they uh, Saints lose the game, twenty three to thirteen to the Falcons. Uh, the Falcons beat the Saints for the first time, I think, in what four years? Yeah, four years. Yeah. Uh, and they avenged their one loss that they had on their record this season. Now they're eleven and one. Another big story to come out of this game is that Drew Brees did not throw a touchdown. Five interceptions. Five, yeah. That was shocking. Ends his touchdown streak in what fifty four games, and he just he just he just, in the fourth quarter especially he looked so out of sync. He threw more than five picks. Yeah, oh absolutely. He threw seven picks. Two of them came back, right. but he threw more than five picks. Yeah, and I, yeah, I was I, I was blown away by the game last night. Not typical Drew Brees, but we've seen this happen. He's <laughs> a great quarterback. Tony mm-hmm. Romo threw five. Oh, no, what, what, Tony Rumble's the same <laughs> breath as Drew Brees? No, I'm just saying. Okay, if it's safe. When, when it goes bad, it goes bad. You know, well, the week before, the week before Matt Ryan threw five, right, and they five, won the game. Right, they won the game. The game. But, you know, I, oh, you have before. to kind of pay attention to this Atlanta team. I hadn't really, I thought mm-hmm. it was just a fluke. I know you don't want to believe it, but look at their record. 10-1. and 11-1. 11-1. and 11-1. In this day and age, no other team is eleven and one. Besides them, they have to say something about this team. You can call it luck, you can call it mystique, you can call it a fluke. But the point of the matter is, they are eleven and one. Here's the thing, though, I can't. They beat eleven good teams. I, I say five of them were great, and six of them were mediocre. But they eleven and one. And, and the Saints, I don't know, they beat the Saints, but this Saints team is not the same team. We knew that from the beginning of the season. I still feel like at 11-1, they're not the best team in the NFC. You know, and, and the reason why, because of the teams they have not played. The 49ers, for instance. The Chicago Bears. Uh, the New York Giants. You know, there, there are some teams out there that they could, I think are better than the Falcons. And, and, and believe it or not, the only reason why the Falcons are not getting in respect, Tony Gonzalez, if you're watching, is because the guys don't win in the playoffs. 
You could be 11 and 1, you could be undefeated, you could be 12 and 0. Everyone's going to have some skepticism about the Falcons because they don't win in the playoffs. And until they do, you know, everyone's still going to have to, to be critical of whatever they do in the regular season. And we will see this year. Having said that, they are the most consistent team in the NFL right now. And you right have, now. You have, you yeah, have right to now. give them that. You know, and we're not talking about the playoffs, but as of right now, they're the most consistent, balanced team out there right now, defense and offense. Uh, the defense played great last night. Five interceptions, and we like I said, two were called back. They yeah. actually were seven. But uh, I thought they played great last night. And uh, we've seen the Ravens win a championship with a, just an ordinary quarterback. I think Matt Ryan is coming to his own. And with each win being 11-1, and one, you have to have some confidence or some kind of swagger. And I think this team has it now. Whether that win a playoff game, I won't say yet. But to be 11-1, you have to have some kind of swagger or have some kind of confidence in your team and teammates. I'm still just not buying into you're the not, whole. I, know I, I just can't do it yet until we get there. But uh, the Saints, you know, we talked about them three weeks ago as being the hottest team in the NFL. Right, right. Two straight losses and two, two good teams, the 49ers and the and, Falcons. And that's so. my point. We had teams that are hot and go cold. Hot and cold. We've seen that consistently all year. Right. But to be 11 and 1, you have to start paying attention. Because, like I said, no so. other team is so. 11 and 1 besides the Atlanta Packers. Let's talk about some of the other teams to go ahead and give you guys our world famous picks uh, for NFL Week 13. Now, we must cost you up front our picks uh, for recreational purposes oh, yes. only, which Atlanta. means. If you lose, you can't sue us. Right. But if you win, we appreciate a little cut. Yeah, you can break us up a little bit. Yeah, I appreciate a little yeah. cut. We didn't win the Powerball. No, we didn't. So we're doing everything we can. All right? And also, too, uh, thanks to everyone that sent us the feedback for our last show, although they couldn't hear the show. Uh, but we are looking for coffee cups, all right? So get us out of Styrofoam. Get us some coffee cups. Send us your company coffee mm-hmm. cup. We will feature it on our show. And a shout-out on Twitter as well, too. Yeah, you ain't got yours yet. Yeah, I ain't got mine. I got, I've got. still got the styrofoam cup, so. Okay. All right, let's go to our picks for Week 13. The Jaguars travel to Buffalo to play the Buffalo Bills. Now, you were high on the Bills at the beginning of the season. I know you kind of come down. So yeah, I got off that bandwagon. The Jaguars have been pretty hot as of late. Justin Blackman starting to play like a, uh, a big, yeah. big pickup for them. So tell me, Royce, uh, who wins this game, the Jags or the Bills in Buffalo? Well, I started out picking Buffalo. They were my sleeper team, but I'm no longer on board, so I got to go against them and pick the Jaguars. On the road, the Jaguars? I'm sorry. I can't go with Buffalo there. I lost too much money on them already. <laughs> Give me Buffalo to win this game only because it is in Buffalo. All right, okay. I think Jacksonville is not going well, to travel well up there in Buffalo. Let me change that. The weather is going to be pretty bad. They have a cold front. Mm-hmm. I think Buffalo plays better in cold weather. I don't think the Jaguars can handle that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, let me change that to Buffalo. Okay, well, he's already changed the picks, ladies and gentlemen. I've done my job here. I've done my job. All right, so next we got the Seahawks taking on the Bears that's in Chicago. Who you picking here? The Bears. Yeah, I'm the, they, they've been playing good lately. Uh, I have to go with the Bears. I'm going with the Bears as well, too. I think the Seahawks have a definite advantage at home. 
Uh, but here on the road, I'm going to take the birds. The birds are pretty hot. And, it's and you know what? Win, right? For the birds. Well, not it's for the birds. Much. Actually, must win for the Seahawks. They want to maintain yeah, a chance to get right, in for the right, wild card. Yeah, yeah. The wow. birds are the top of their division. But you know what? People start talking about Jay Cullen's possible MVP candidate. Yeah, yeah, what do you think about that? I heard that. I, he's not my pick. I, I know you don't like Jay Cullen. Well, hey, Jay Cullen's got a legitimate shot. All right? He's done a good job this season. If he season. can stay healthy. He's done a good job this season. Go, go ahead, Jay Cullen. All right, next, the uh, 49ers at the Rams. Of course, the big story about this game is that Kaepernick will be the starter. Uh, after Harbaugh named him the starter against the Rams game. If you guys remember, the last time they played the Rams when Al Smith suffered his concussion and since then has not started for the 49ers. Now, Colin Kaepernick gets to go to St. Louis and see what he can do there. Well, you know I'm going with the 49ers. I think we both are going with the 49ers, yes. But I want to ask you this, though. You know, Alex Smith came out a little bit and said yeah, he didn't mean, understand why he didn't he's get the starting job. So, But that's that's football, right? Yeah, and that's football. But like I said, I, you know, guys usually get hurt and they don't lose their starting job. I was shocked. I think this is going to come back and bite him because the guy is going to make some rookie mistakes. Hopefully it's not in the playoff game. And I hope he doesn't. But... You know, Alex Smith has always been on the chopping block. Always, yeah. yeah. He's been on there. Always. But I didn't know they would just do him like this. I when they 49 the fans, if you're watching, all right, if you want to win the Super Bowl, play Colin Kaepernick. That's all I got to say. Until he throws two or three interceptions. Play Colin we Kaepernick. We know our, our rookies make mistakes. That's what you go with. And last time, these two teams, they played to a tie. Right. So it should, should still be a good game. Okay. All right, the Packers and the, uh, I'm sorry, the Patriots, Go to Miami to play the Dolphins. I got the Patriots winning this game. I got the Patriots hands down. Yeah, I think the Dolphins are a good team, a young team. They're going to get better. They're not there yet. Not there yet, exactly. All right, then the the Arizona Cardinals, they travel to the New York to play the Jets. Of course, you know the debacle that the Jets put up on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, They're going to try to bounce back here. The Jets season is pretty much over. The Cardinals season is pretty much over. Now you're playing for pride and playing for positions uh, with a team, you know, next year, whatever the case may be. Who wins this game, the Jets or the Cardinals? A lot of people are going to be mad at me for picking this. I'm going to Arizona. Arizona has some kind of way of putting a wrench in your game. Mm-hmm. I don't see anything coming out of New York unless Tebow <laughs> plays the game. Yeah, yeah uh, play I Tebow, mean, by yeah, the way. You might as well. I mean, what did you get? Yeah. You have to lose at this yeah. point. And you need to see what you have going forward for next year. Mm-hmm. Because I'm pretty sure Mark Sanchez's job is going to be questioned. Uh, Ryan's going to be, you know, tested. I don't know. He, he'll probably be back next year. But, you know, you brought him in there for a reason. You got to see what you got in it. Yeah, I you think know, so. Whether you cut him next year or keep him. I'm going with the Jets to win the game because I think Tebow will play. Alright, so I want the Jets to win the well, game. Well, put a question mark. If Tebow plays, I'm going with nah, the Jets. No, you can't. I didn't say that. No, no, no. I didn't say that. Everyone heard it. America, you heard the man said the Cardinals. Unless they play Tebow. Well, I, I got you down for the uh, Cardinals. Okay? I, I don't believe in New York. I don't trust them. <laughs> All right, the Colts uh, go to Detroit to play the Lions. Uh, of course, we know the, the good start the Colts have had. They've been riding the wave of Chuck Strong after their coach, Chuck Pagano. Playing in Detroit. Playing in Detroit. I got the Colts winning the game. I got to go with the hometown, hometown crowd. I'm going to Detroit. Okay. They're starting to play pretty good. 
Okay. I'm going to take uh, the, the Colts to win the game. Okay. All right, the Vikings and the Packers. This game is in Green Bay. Green Bay needs a win. Minnesota wow. needs a win. Two big must-win games, especially in their division. Who you got here? It's hard to win the Packers stadium. I got to go with the Packers. You going with the Packers? Okay. Lambo. You know what, though? Man, I like the Vikings. I like what I, they've I, done. I, I like what they, the story of Adrian Peterson, what he's done. But the Packers, I think, are going to make it somehow, some way to the playoffs. Uh, so I'll I take the Packers. And I think their problem has been injuries. I don't know who's going to play this Sunday, but I'm pretty sure some of those guys that are injured are going to play. Mm-hmm. It's a must win for both of them. Both teams, I, absolutely. I, I put my money on Aaron Rodgers. It's going to be a good early game to watch. Uh, the Texans, the Houston Texans, of course, we know about them being 10-2. Uh, right. uh, they're taking on the Tennessee Titans in Tennessee. Uh, division rivalry game. Give me the Texans to win here. I'm going with the Texans, too. Uh, Tennessee should never got rid of Jeff Fisher. Well, that's really a big mistake. All right. The uh, Carolina Panthers coming off a win against the Eagles on Monday Night Football. They'll take on the Kansas City Chiefs. This is the game of being Kansas City. I'm looking for Cam Newton to finally put together two back-to-back wins. So I'll take the Carolina Panthers over the Kansas City Chiefs. I, I'm going to take that pick, too. We know Charles will get almost 200 yards running. Well, if, <laughs> But if, I'm going to go with Cam Newton to win this one. I think he got a swagger back last week. If Brady Quinn continues to throw the ball in the dirt, I'd like Carolina's chance. <laughs> all right, I'm winning the game. Well, all I have to do is run the ball. I well, run that's true. Charles left, Charles right, that's Charles true. up the middle. And I hope he gets some carries for Cyrus Gray. Shout out to Cyrus Gray if oh, you're yeah. watching. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks travel to Denver to play your team, the wow. Broncos. And the Bucks are a pretty hot team right now. They're not that hot. I've got to go with the Broncos. I'm going with the Broncos all the way. They will win clinch the division this Sunday. You think they'll win out? Oh, they're going to win out. They're going to clinch that. The one win from winning the division. All they have to do is win Sunday. Mm-hmm. i got to go with Peyton Manning. They're going to make the playoffs, and they're going to beat the Patriots. This, to me, is going to be a good game. I mean, it's going to be two teams really fighting. The Bucks, of course, are fighting to make it to the playoffs. The Broncos looking to clinch the division. But give me the Broncos. I'm riding with them ah, to win the AFC. Yeah, I'm riding with them to win the AFC. Uh, the Browns travel out west to Oakland to play the Raiders. This is a game I hope they don't tell them. <laughs> the Browns, I got the Browns winning. I'm going with the Browns. The Raiders, I have no faith in Oakland. Yeah, I, I think they even quit wearing the costumes out there. <laughs> I got no so faith in Oakland. Uh, All right, the uh, Cincinnati Bengals travel to San Diego to play the Chargers. Uh, give me the Bengals here. Yeah, I'm going with Cincinnati too. San Diego is, they just exploded. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, of course, no Turner's on the hot seat again. No Turner. Uh, Philip Rivers on the hot seat again. What, what Maybe your offensive coordinator next year. Hey, we'll find out. Here. We'll find out. And then the Steelers and the Ravens. That's the marquee game of Sunday. Of course, that's an afternoon game. Steelers need to win pretty bad. Big Ben may play. He may play. I I, I think he's really doubtful, but he doubtful that he will play at all. Uh, but of course, you know the Ravens are suffering injuries as well right. too. Give me the Ravens here. Ravens when I picked to win the AFC before the season started. I'll take the Ravens at home to beat the Pittsburgh. I'm going to take the Ravens. Charlie Bass is not going to get the job. No, absolutely not. No men in hall. I mean, absolutely not. I'll go with them. All right, Sunday Night Football. Uh, this yeah. always is a pretty good game, but, of course, both of these teams are pretty much in bad shape. That's wow. the Eagles and the Cowboys. The Cowboys are not 
mathematically out of the playoffs, but let's face it, mentally, uh, mentally they're yeah, out of the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, they're at home for wow. the Eagles game. Who you picking here, Royce? You know, the top of McCoy. You know, this this is a hard choice to me because both of these teams are equally bad. Uh, which one's worse? I think Philadelphia is a little bit worse than Dallas. But they always get up for Dallas. Mm-hmm. And the fans in Philly are not nice. Okay. Well, they're not in Philly. They're in Dallas. Yeah, I know they're in Dallas. And, but they're all playing in Dallas. Dallas can't seem to win at home for some reason. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to defend your home. Philly's going to come in hyped up. Uh, it would be a good, close game. I'm going to say that Philadelphia upsets Dallas. I, 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 it's, hard, it's hard for me to say that, being a home-time player, but I, I, they, they can't defend their own house. As a true diehard Dallas Cowboy fan, me, mm-hmm. as a Jerry Jones fan, me, right. I'm picking the Eagles to win. Wow. I'm tell you why. Get your I, I'm going to tell you why, because I'm not going to pick the Cowboys to win another game. <laughs> Till they win. Because... because I want them to lose the rest of their games so we can get some change around here. That's, right? right? that's pretty As good. As a true Cowboy fan, I'm picking the Eagles to win. No, it's not a bad idea. They I'm lose the rest of the game. They get the, there you a go. Good pick. A true Cowboys fan, I'm picking the Eagles to, to win the game. That's a pretty good strategy. Yeah, that's my strategy. I'm, I'm going to try it. I just seem to think that at this point, Philadelphia is playing for pride. Well, both teams are playing for pride. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And You got uh, coaches playing for jobs. Right, you got, absolutely, you know, all kind of absolutely. stuff. You know, but so. I think Philly's just going to come in here all hyped up and geared up, and I think they're just going to beat Dallas. And Dallas has too many mistakes, too many turnovers. Now, they may win the game, but this I, I didn't really want to pick this because both of these teams, to me, are equally bad. But I think Philly's just going to be a little bit better than Dallas. Well, while we're on the division, the game that probably would decide or go towards deciding that division it's going to be the Monday Night Football game. The Giants Big going game. to D.C. to play the Redskins. Right. You know what? As a Cowboy fan, I don't like either team. Uh, no, but I know you don't. I'm an RG3 fan. I like what he's done in D.C. It's hard to root against that guy, knowing that he played at Baylor, played high school football here in Texas, and now he's playing at D.C. So I'm, I'm going to take the Redskins to win because uh, I'd rather see them win the division getting into the playoffs than the Giants. Of course, I know you would, being a Cowboy fan. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be the best game on for the whole Well, it's weekend. the only game on Monday night. I'm just so. saying for the whole weekend. Okay. I'm looking forward to this game. Can't wait for Monday for this game to start. Uh, you know, this time of year, the Giants really play great. I mean, they get on the road. They started last week. They're playing great. I like to see Washington win. I... I, I, I'm going to go with an upset. The Redskins mm. will beat the Giants, even though I think the Giants are going to win. I just think they're going to well, win. Well, who are you picking? If you, if you I, pick I, the Redskins, But win. in the back of my mind, you have picks like that. In the back of my mind, I think the Giants will win, but I think it's going to be an upset. I, I think Robert Griffin is going to light him up, and he's going to really make a name. He's going to sense the rookie of the year. Well, let's not forget when these two teams play in New York, it was cool. I mean, Robert Griffin brought the team back and won the game, threw the touchdown pass to win the game. Right. But the defense gave up that long yeah, touchdown. Yeah, to he had won that so. game. 
So the defense owe him a win. Yeah, they do. Get that long pass to Victor Cruz. That's right. That's right. They owe him a win. You know, if you get the lead, you have to protect the lead. That's why I say this is going to be – I'm going to go with Washington. I, I say the Redskins here too. So, again, guys, I want to thank everyone for sticking in, uh, sticking in with us for our show, bearing with us through the technical difficulty. Make sure you tune in on Monday morning at 9 a.m. for another edition of our show, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday of next week. Also, tune in tomorrow on the website, rfsportsradio.com, tomorrow night around 6 p.m. To meet the newest Mavs. To meet the newest Mavs, Derek Fisher, and also talk to the Detroit, Detroit Pistons as well. Uh, we'll be doing that live from the American Airlines Center. So until then, thank you guys for tuning in. Who are you taking tomorrow, Dallas or Detroit? I'm taking Detroit. I'm taking Dallas. <laughs> no, I'm taking Dallas. Damn All right, bitches. There we go. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. For Rodney and for Royce. Thank you, guys. Welcome to RF Sports Radio. RFSportsRadio.com. And we'll see you guys tomorrow.